Welcome to another Blue Jay Beat Wrap-Up Show featuring WhiteAndBlueReview.com's Matt DeMoranis. What's up, everybody? This is Matt DeMoranis from White and Blue Review, sitting here with my buddy Johnny Atala from the Omaha World Herald. After Ohio State's 69-60 win over Creighton, um, it's still Thursday night, so Thursday night. Uh, the Century Link CHI Center. I think I did that today too. Did you do that today too? It's Century Link CHI. I think I might have just like that's my first one. Said it and not realized that I did it, um, and then just kept going. Yeah, at the place they, at the pla- at the place they play basketball. Um, we'll figure it out eventually. It doesn't feel right when you say CHI Health Center altogether. I'm just saying that right now. Like it doesn't. It does not flow. So yeah. I don't know if we need to just call it. Speaking the shy of, or CHI. Or, speaking of not flowing, though, Creighton's offense did not flow <laughs> in the first half. I like that transition. Uh, Way to get us right on track. Yeah, three three assists, 11 turnovers, kind of the same thing we saw against East Tennessee State early in that game. Um, man, I, it, it, I think the reason for the turnovers and the reason for the disjointedness, um, obviously there were some offensive fouls on some illegal screens and some, some, uh, some moving screens on dribble handoffs and stuff like that uh, that were obviously – some turnovers there, but I think there were. I mean, there were just, it just seemed like there's a lot of there was a lot of passiveness going on, especially when Tyshawn Alexander picked up his second foul and had to leave. I think with ten eighteen left in the first half, I believe. Yep. Uh, and Damian Jefferson picked up his second with twelve something left. So yep. those two guys were obviously really important, and the offense kind of bogged down after they left because um, Tyshawn got to a really hot start. I think it was a uh, twenty to seven for eight minutes. Um, after Tyshawn went out, okay. Ohio State outscored Creighton. That sounds about right. But I mean, just in terms of the movement, it seemed like there was a lot of guess. There was a lot of second. Early, I thought yeah. they started early with some crisp movement, mm-hmm. um, sharp ball pass, uh, sharp, sharp passing along the perimeter. Like I thought, they had to just more, and they had more pace to their cuts. Yeah, um, more aggressiveness just in general, kind of like the opposite of what you're saying happened after. Uh, the game started progressing a little bit, and I don't know what it was. Maybe it was literally just taking DJ and Tyshawn off the floor, uh, but for whatever reason, Creighton kind of lost that. I don't uh, think it was anything Ohio State did because like, they were just straight up defensively the whole time. Yeah, I mean, they stayed on Mitch. They didn't give him much space on catches, so that that was like, I guess that was a reason he probably didn't get going in place of Tyshawn, maybe, um, but. I mean, Creighton had the rolls to the rim there all the time. Like oh, it, it just seemed like there was just a, they were a little bit off um, when they had it. The pass was off, yeah. or when they had it, the pace was off. Like it just wasn't clicking, um, and I think that put them in a hole in the first half, which they ultimately dug out of when Tyshawn uh, came back in the game in the second half. They got, I think he hit a. Did he go three and layup to start? Did he go five in a row to start the second half? No, he hit no, it a was, layup. Davey on hit three. Right? Yeah, he yeah. he got he got. Martin for a lob though. Oh, a dunk! Martin's dunk. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and Davion hit a three and cut seven. It's interesting. That kind of got the crowd going. Yeah, it's interesting that you started, by the way, though, with the uh, with the first half lull and woes, like because well, that's the consistent thing from three games. That's, yeah, that's the common thread for me. Yeah, we've seen because that that's sort of like there. the big picture takeaway. Yeah, is like well, there while there was some improvement overall, and I think there's progress being shown. It kind of depends on your perspective, probably what you want to take away from this game. Um, I think the coaching staff will point to a lot of the positives and try to encourage their guys and say, like, hey, we're on the, we're on the right track. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty evident that there are um, some issues offensively that haven't been worked out yet. Yeah, and we, maybe there's, uh, like, again, there's, there's stretches in games 
where Creighton seems to have figured it out. And there was a stretch in the second half, pretty elongated stretch actually, where it seemed like Creighton had found a rhythm offensively, but they haven't put a full 40 minutes together. Mm-hmm. And that's concerning for a team that, um, while it does have new pieces, its built, its identity is its offense. Mm-hmm. And getting on teams, and especially um, at home, putting pressure on, on an opponent with their, with their pace and their efficiency, and they just haven't had it yet this year. So, yeah, yeah and, I thought that was Holden interesting. talked so, a lot about their pace in the in the in the quarter court, um, about how and, and I think I think people talk like because you mentioned that people talk a lot about the transition game and how much uh, you know you have to get numbers back and make sure they're ready because uh, Creighton brings it at you but he, but also and I think this is something that Greg McDermott has been stressing in practice and the coaching staff has been stressing in practice is just like you talked about earlier the pace with the cuts the pace with the movement the pace with the passes um, it just looks like a lot of guessing going on out there there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, and, for that and, stretch, there was. I, I would agree with that. But I think that I thought that they, I thought they settled in. I thought they, I thought they actually started strong for like yeah, three yeah. minutes or whatever, four minutes, and then I thought they started the second half strong and kind mm-hmm. of carried that until. But even even the start, I'm I'm feeling something. I'm not feeling. I don't think I feel great about the start. I think Tyshawn got off to a good start. Yeah. Um, in the second I think, half, I think at the, in, the, the in both in both halves. Yeah. But I mean, in the first half, I think Creighton had a chance to be up bigger. Than ten to I would two, um, was it ten to two? I think it was ten to two, right? Uh, no, it was twelve Wesson five. Had, it was twelve to five. Up, I thought it was ten to two at one point when Tyshawn hit that second three. Am I mistaken on that? Oh, it was ten to two. Okay. Oh wow. All right. So yeah, it was ten to two. It was ten to two. I think they had missed a lob dunk from our team that was there. Yeah. Uh, missed a layup from Sam that was there. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Davion missed a bunny too. In the lane, that was that he had gotten a step on his defender and um, had a chance to put it away and didn't. So there was a chance there for them to build a substantial lead to start the game. And while that's just the beginning of the game, I understand that cushion can be erased, but it was also would have been huge for that team just to get, you know, to put Ohio State in a huge hole to get the crowd involved right away. Yeah, um, it just seemed like it was a one man show to build a ten two lead because nobody else was really finishing. Um, and then once he got in foul trouble, then Ohio State. Obviously, Keyshawn Woods and uh, Dwayne Washington Jr. came off the bench and hit every three in, in sight So to get Ohio yep. State over the hump in the first half. Um, so I don't know. It was, it was good to see Tyshawn get off to a good start again because he's kind of asserted himself now. We talked about track record, right, last time? Oh, yeah, definitely. He track has. record as a guy who's got that mindset of a, I'm going to go get a bucket here. Yeah. Um, he seems to be um, taking to that. Now, because we've seen it for three games in a row here, and he's not like shying away. I thought he took some. I didn't even think his shots he t- took in the second half that he missed. What, what you said, he finished one of eight. Yeah, from the floor. But I didn't think Over a lot last, of those like, were. I didn't feel like a lot of them were like forced or mm-hmm. bad shots. Maybe there was one like pull up three that he shot at the end of the shot clock that. But over, then again, over, it was a, I think the three over Weston probably. He but wasn't wasn't that him. at the end of the shot clock? Or I don't, am I wrong on that? I don't. I think he had time. He there had was time. like eight seconds left. Yeah, he probably could have driven. Yeah, I mean, he had a big guy. I, on and Preston, him. I think, told him. Yeah, and it was like it was Wesson. It was the, not yeah. only a big guy, but a huge dude who yes, doesn't right. who you think you'd be able to take off the dribble. I mean, it was one step probably could have taken care of it. You'd think so. Yeah, so that but, was probably the only ill-advised one. But I agree with you. Most but but he had like that confidence to take it. I think that says something about a lot of. Um, I mean. He's put he put in a lot of work in the offseason to prepare himself for this moment, and I think that um, what he's shown through three games has has a give. 
not only him confidence, but his teammates around him, the confidence that or trust in him that like, okay, maybe we can lean on this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad part about it is when he went out of the game with foul trouble. Yeah, they were they again looked a little unsure of who was supposed to step up, and wasn't that I think that was one of the questions we had going into the year. Um, people would ask. I know people would ask me. I don't know if how many times you got asked this, but they were like, "Is it necessary to have a go-to person player that you um, can trust in certain situations and lean on, or is it better to have a collective of a bunch of guys you know can score, you know can shoot, you know can make plays?" And my answer was always, "It's probably good to have the collective for maybe thirty-two or thirty-five minutes." Yeah, but the final. But you yeah. need a you need a guy that has a different attitude. Yeah when it's time to get important points, you know, because that's that takes a different mentality. Um, and I think that's something that we're kind of seeing here is Creighton can put spurts together, um, but tonight was an example of where they couldn't finish. When, when they had a team yeah. when they had a team in a bad spot. Mitch hit that three to go up four. The crowd was into it. That's closing time in Omaha usually. Three minutes left up four. Yeah, that's, um, that's usually they got over, that's That was like the over the hump yeah. for Creighton time in Ohio State. Punched back with Here, a thirteen zero run. Here's the, the thing. Game. Here's the thing. Ohio State. We were talking about those playmakers. Ohio State had a couple. Yes. Uh, junior CJ Jackson, who was terrible, one for eight with five turnovers. Yeah. Then he hits a huge. But three. but he like it's kind of what it was winning time. You yeah. know, like it. You block out everything that happened before. It doesn't matter what happened before. It's making those plays when it counts. He made uh, two shots. That in the hook in the lane at the end to ice it. But then Keyshawn Woods, who was good all game. But he was the one who uh, drove in the lane, and he sucked in the defense and kicked out to Jackson for that three. And then he um, got – I think they ran a ball screen, and maybe Epperson was out of position or something, and, and he found a teammate for a dunk. Mm-hmm. So those two guys just made the right plays and stepped up at a crucial time, whereas – so Ohio State leaned on them. They're veterans. Keyshawn Woods is a grad transfer, from, but yeah, from Wake from Forest, Forest right, but yeah. he's – played a lot, you know, and he, he certainly had um, the right demeanor in that moment, and J- Jackson was the guy who sealed the win at Cincinnati with a couple big threes and a big-time driving layup late in that game, mm-hmm. so he's done it before, whereas Creighton doesn't have anyone who's done it, you right. know, who, who who has stepped up in that moment to to take the ball and to create a play for themselves or for others, right. and so they they that really showed up late in that game. It's just Ohio State had and, and I actually appreciated Davion Mintz for saying this because he said something like, we have talented players, it's not about youth. And and I think he's right there because, like, and you have, I think you have to have that mentality, too, is, like, as for Creighton's guys, like, they just didn't get it done, but they and they, they need to sort of have, them have that idea of, like, we can't use the youth, we've never been there before as an excuse because I think then you fall into a trap of, like, Next time, well, we're still learning. We're still trying to figure it out yeah. in that moment. You know, like well, that's you, the, that's the you dangerous, didn't get that's, it done. That's the dangerous thing that they're. I don't know. Dangerous is probably the wrong word, but the thing they're writing right now is saying that it's a process right now. People can respect that for a time. Eventually, you're going to have to make yeah. strides, but you should I, show it. You but it's I mean? like something we talked about. It's like we knew it was going to be a, a they like, going to yeah. be growing yeah. things in a process. But when you're in this moment. And you have a lead. That's late, a grow up moment. It, just get it done. Yes. Like yes. forget about yep. what you know, who's on the floor, or who and what you've done, or what you haven't done in, in your career. 
you're you have a lead in a game that you need to win. Yeah. Make it happen, and, and they I did think, it. And Ohio State did. Yeah, and the and the and the larger picture, the game itself. I don't know how much of it they're going to dissect film wise or what they're going to pull. Um, but there are a lot of moments I think Creighton's going to want back when they see this film. Uh, late, early, I mean early, like I mentioned, uh, you know, to start this recording here, we, I think they left a lot of points on the, on the, at the rim. Like, I think easily eight or ten in the first half. That's at the what rim. it felt like. Just not even like where Ohio State contested and you're like, okay, well, Ohio State prevented that. Like, no resistance yeah. and just missed it, you know what I mean? Like, Ohio State was fooled on the screen action. Uh, the big got loose and the, the the play was there, and it was just the, either the pass was off or the touch was off on the finish. Like it, it you know they left points on the board and they were down twelve. Yeah, I think it could have been a lot closer. Um, second half free throws really stick second out. Second half front end or I, 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 I do want to I do want to harp on their free throws. I feel like I wanted it, but Ohio State struggled there too. So like I can't really say that's the reason, but. Both teams, I thought, left points at the free throw line for sure. Yeah, but I, Creighton missed front ends. Yeah, which is bad. Missed two That's front ends in the second yeah. half, and one one from two from the line, and then two front 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 ends yeah. of one and ones. Um, and then uh, I think Marcus Zagorowski missed a three in the corner. I believe that was open. He was open. They were up. I had it written down that they were up fifty five fifty four. He missed an open three in the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he missed another three late too. When they were up one, and that. That was I don't remember where he was on the floor when he shot that though. Martin got the offensive board and got fouled, and then went to the line and he missed the one front end of one and one, and then Ohio State yeah. took the lead on the next possession. That might have been on the left wing because I think Martin grabbed it on the baseline in front of Marcus. Okay. So, okay, so yeah, I mean I just think there were there there were there were plays, just the sets were executed, the the play was run well, and then just didn't finish. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, I think they're going to see a lot of those and want them back, especially in a game that was this tight down the stretch. It it almost felt like, uh, I mean, it's tough to say because Ohio State really did control most of that first half, but it felt like Creighton was seizing control in the second half and probably had they finished some of those earlier, the run they put together in the second half might have put the game away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Instead of being down 12 at halftime, maybe they should have if they had been a little bit sharper, been only down five or six. Sure. And then, uh, then when you go on that surge that they did, they had a couple big runs in the second half. Yeah, the lead instead of being up four with two minutes left, you're up nine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I do I like uh, so I agree with you that the first half is probably like the big picture takeaway. But I do think that the end of the game to me is like that's the immediate takeaway is just that Creighton wasn't able to get it done. Um, well, that's I mean that's that, that that's the time right there. Yeah. You have a team down four, and you're in your moment, you have the crowd into the game, right? And you don't score. Again. But I don't know if that like I don't know if I'm ready to make any sort of like large scale declaration about what what kind of oh. team Creighton is going to be yeah. in the final two to four minutes of a game, right? Like, in winning time, based on that. But they probably have to shoot better from the free throw line. That's how you. Fin- <laughs> yeah. I mean, you fi- that's, that's 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 how thing. you finish teams. If you if you have a four right. point lead. Um, you know, teams are going to foul you, and then, guess what? They're going to foul your, yeah. you know, your your non-good shooters too. And Creighton's got a few guys you could probably foul at this point. That, I mean, even Tyshawn was what? He missed a front end, didn't he? He did miss a front end. Why in the am second I not half. This? Oh, he was one. So Tyshawn is your go-to scorer. He was one for three. So there's two points left there. Martin is another go-to guy. He well, missed the four, front end. It's possibly four points right. left there. By it's true. By, true. I think. Or, I think. No, I think I, only one of Tyshawn's misses was a front. That's end. right. So, yeah. yeah. So. 
So two the, points there. Martin is a front end. That's four points there. But that's two go-to guys. Did Zagorowski yeah. miss a front end as well? Or did I he get fouled and try to score? No, play? I think it was a front end in the first was it, half. Was Zagorowski a front end too? Yeah, in the first half. No, his was in the second. Was it? Because he was shooting to my left. His free throw. Okay, his 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 came in the first half. Or his came in the second half. I think Tyshawn's maybe came in the first half. Tyshawn's first miss. It was a, Yeah, his was a front end of a one-on-one with 14 seconds left in the first half. Okay. Tyshawn's was. So. Okay. Yeah, so they did miss three front ends, two in the second half. And there you go, so six points left right there. And then yeah. all the ones we talked about at the rim that were uncontested. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's your game right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, they're not going to like when they look at that. Um, and then when you factor in all that. Like, so let me played ask, really well in the, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what do you, let me ask you this. Like, some of the things that we're talking about, just finding a flow offensively, mm-hmm. um, you know, being a little bit more precise with your ball handling, making free throws making layups, like, how confident are you in that? I mean, it's, it is still early, so maybe it's hard to tell with this team, but, like, do you do you foresee in a month that we're not talking about that stuff as much? Or do you think it's something that kind of lingers with this group, given uh, the makeup and, and the, the experience, or the lack of experience that they have? I think the free throws are going to be an ongoing thing. And I think I've said that from um, probably the Minnesota scrimmage, honestly. I just don't know how consistent of shooters. I just don't know if they're, they're that consistent at the free throw line, especially the guys that are going to beat it the most. Um, I just think there's they rush the process of getting those shots up too often to to, to lead to misses, and I don't think there's a a whole lot of. Like, I think free throw shooting in games is about a process. It's about slowing. I think you get to slow your mind down to a certain extent. Uh, slow your body down. Everything is just a relax. You have to be relaxed no, there. It's you so can't funny. be rushed. I, I, I don't uh, think. Davion Mintz at the line, like, I was looking around because he was doing that. You know, he takes, like, he takes a lot of dribbles, time, yeah. dribbles, like, flips the ball up, and, and I'm, like, looking around, like, is this, like, legal? Did they have the shot clock <laughs> running? I mean, this dude's been at the line for about three days. Is I, he going to shoot it? But you're right, though, I, in yeah. terms of, like, I mean, I think, I don't know what his free throw numbers are this year, but I would imagine he's done pretty well. Yeah, he was a um, super tonight. I'll look it up He, he seems going. like a guy who's who's been able to... But doesn't that come with experience, you know, to, to know how to figure out what your routine is and how to sort of, like, slow your mind down? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean what's – because, like, a guy like Marcus Zagorowski is a good shooter. Mm-hmm. He's a better free throw shooter than what is he – Davion is six for six at the line this year. He yeah. has not missed. What's – Zagorowski's uh, one for four from the line this yeah, year. Yeah, one He's for four. obviously much better than that. Tyshawn's three for seven. Like, think about Tyshawn's that. Tyshawn's much I mean? better than that. Yeah, so, yeah. Is, that, is that just an experience thing? I mean, do they just need more reps in it? And that, that idea of how do you sort of zero into your routine when the pressure's on? Yeah. Or are they just not going to have it all year? You know, like, I, I mean, I, just think, a, I think it's going to take a little – I think there's going to be – there's going to need to be an adjustment because – when they practice their free throw shooting in, in practice, they shoot, first of all, they shoot stress free throws. Like they, usually it'll come in the, like after they do a five on five really hard, um, obviously they practice at a fast pace. So they'll just abruptly stop it, get to the end line, and you gotta hit free throws or you're running. Yeah, big deal. So it's like, it's pressure packed, which I think simulates the pressure you feel. Um, but and then at the end of practice, they have to make so many in a row before they can go home. Uh, whatever it is, number it is that day, 10, 12, whatever they decide to do. 
Um, Wasn't the last so week somebody said that they had to do seven in a row from each basket yeah, in the yeah, practice yeah. facility? Yeah. I was like, whoa. Right. So repetition isn't the issue. It's I think it's just the mentality of stepping to the line and having a process in your mind that is different than just shoot the ball. You know yeah. what I mean? Like clear your head, all that kind of stuff. Free throw shooting is very mental, I think. No doubt. There's, I think there's lots of good free throw shooters that have really struggled in games just because it's a different animal yeah. when you're there by yourself. Oh, it's all it's mental. all mental. So, yeah, we talked about All right, about so free throw right? shooting. What about... Uh, That's one I think holding. What about converting easy buckets or using the bigs the way that they... I mean, they got some openings with their bigs on, on ball, uh, running ball screens and yeah. slipping to the rim and rolling to the rim. No, I think that one's going to short itself up here pretty in pretty short order, too. Um, I just think I've seen it get better and better each game. It's I mean... First of all, I, don't, I think it was almost non-existent against Western Illinois, mainly because they had a big man, um, a legitimate big man down there. Uh, but again, it was a struggle against East Tennessee State. I didn't feel like the sin- they were in sync. Because today they, it seemed like they were more in yeah. sync. Ohio State had, like, was defending it, trying to front it, but they weren't getting back in time yeah. to stop the lob. Um, and Jacob made a nice catch on one. He finished over Wesson. Um, they, they and need, I talked to Jacob after the game yeah, about just like getting that thing in sync a little bit. And he feels like with if it, him and Martin can practice a little bit more, Especially together, um, and just you know manage their their relative uh, you know knee situations in order to get themselves on the practice floor as much as possible. It feels like that stuff will just take care of itself by chemistry and yeah. timing and repetition. So to, I, to I me, think that's going to be that all. They, that's it's such a crucial point or yes. aspect of their offense. Like they got to have that threat of an easy bucket. And now, granted, some the teams that they played before them were like really committed to taking it away. But even even so, I feel like Creighton didn't have um, – it just wasn't as connected or that, that play, that action just didn't flow as well. Right. As, like you said, as it, as it did tonight until like the pass had to be made or the finish, the finish mm-hmm. had to be there. Um, so what about the turnovers? Like the – I mean, it was better than the second half. They had seven yeah. assists, three turnovers. That's so kind of how it's been every game, I feel I like. I know, it's strange. Where it's, it's been sloppy early and then found... I mean, really sloppy, guys. Like, I can't stress enough. Because I asked, I don't know I asked Mac last game, I was like, I don't know how many times we've covered your games where you've had two-to-one turnover-to-assist ratio. You know what I mean? And it got to that point against East Tennessee State. Yeah. Tonight it was even worse. They were at three-to-eleven at halftime. Yeah. That's so bad. Right. It That's like it Seton Hall and Lincoln. I was making fun of Seton Hall last night for doing that crap. Villanova, what they have? Like six assists, 21 turnovers yeah, last night? Like that, yeah. That's atrocious basketball. You can't win that way. No, no. Especially not Creighton, given yeah. the way that they are, uh, uh, they're built. So the fact that they were down 12 against Ohio State with that with that assist turnover ratio was impressive. Villanova. Yeah. So that's why I feel like they're close to like turning, you know, looking a little bit crisper offensively if they can just take care of the basketball, move yeah. a little bit better, be more in sync, be more assertive. The, you know, screens, not be like, the uh, screens thing, though, like that's – I know that, you know, you can kind of say, oh, okay, well, four of those were illegal screens or a charge or something like that, but it's like yeah, they're uh, calling that. I don't know if they're going to keep calling call it, it all Lincoln. year. They called it in Lincoln. I, I, were you there when John Cahill came, Big East Supervisor of Officials? I was not there that day, out? yeah. Okay, like they come – the officials they came the first week of practice, and they, and they demonstrated it. that in front of a whole attended audience, like the Creighton players watching silently, asking questions, demonstrating everything, and that that dribble handoff ball screen that Tyler Smith like you know loved to do with Marcus and everything like that. Yeah. That's getting called this year, so like you know, Lincoln was 
a war zone last night when Roby got his fourth foul, but Roby hands it off and then turns into a guy and like puts his hands up like he's oh excuse me and takes two guys out of the play like you can't do that yeah, this year. even they're if there's call- no even if there's no contact yeah like you're they're, they're yeah. gonna call it I know so Tyshawn but did it Damian did it here's the thing, and it's though. like that's a foul are they gonna keep calling no we know they won't okay <laughs> we we've we've been, we've been at this game long enough <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but but early on it yeah. is gonna be a point of emphasis until. Until conference, until right? yeah, Starts, until basically. everything gets sorted out. But that, yeah. So there, I mean, there's there is certainly um, there's room for improvement, and it's like it's realistic improvement. Yes, especially for the offense. And yeah, I actually it's not think, something where like the talent level needs to like, oh god, yeah, yeah. It, that's I, that's I, why I think there's encouragement. I think, and I don't mean to always spin positive, but it's like I feel like there's you know enough talent in this team to be in the tournament quality um, to win a lot of ball games. Uh, but, you know, I think it's a lot harder to get it all in sync when you're used to, especially a lot of people on this roster, used to following the lead of two go-to guys that they were in Marcus and Kyrie. So I think that's, you know, it's it's just going to be a transition. Yeah. Um, but I think at some point they are setting themselves up to, you know, it's time to show it, you know, because you can't keep making this, like you can't keep making the same mistakes game after game. Because then it shows lack of progress. You yep. know what I mean? Like that's that's where it comes into play. And I I will I mean, generally speaking, I feel like there has been progress. I do too. I think they're better today. They were better today than they were in their opener. But um, you know, either they got to keep growing at that rate, or at some point take a monumental leap forward. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, if they do, they have a chance to win the freaking Big East. Cause <laughs> this league is looking rough right now, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the conversation that we're having is something that we could just like sub out Creighton's name, inserts. Is the other, no joke, John? Seriously, right? Team. How many bloodbaths we uh, watched last night? Like that's insane, man. Yeah, this league is this league is definitely a, as a whole in transition. We're just like putting Creighton under the microscope from our perspective, but yeah. It, when I think when they when, when we get into league play, we're gonna kind of see, you know some of these teams kind of make jumps a little bit. And it'll be one of those things where on the national scale you can't really say, oh, they're so much better because, um, like we said, non-conference is really important. If you don't beat teams out of your conference, then you're just beating yourself up. It's hard to evaluate. but I mean, that's what the the Big Ten, they were saying it over and over last year. It's like, we are better. Like, our teams are much better right now in February than they were in November, December. Give us credit. Mm -hmm. But no one can give them credit because of what happened in November and December. Yeah. If you're the Big East, you don't want to run into that scenario again, or, or you don't want that scenario, to be that narrative to be applied yeah. to you. Right. But, um, it, you know, given the state of a lot of these teams, I don't know. It's kind of looking like it might. It's just, yeah, it is going to be what it is. I mean, what, Georgetown won at Illinois, DePaul beat Penn what? State, so... St. John's is the last hope. I mean, what, what is, what's the that's, that's uh, what's the, the Big East best win out of uh, the first week? All out of league, huh? Um, out of the first week of the season. Is it Georgetown at Illinois? It might have to be, right? <laughs> even though Illinois was playing out without like their point guards, like that's even like got an asterisk for me. Oh my gosh! God, what is it? I don't even know if there is one. Honestly, there might not be one. Well, that at Illinois. It, I thought it was funny. Is that a signature win, though? Illinois might be a bottom half Big Ten team Pat, with the Big Ten. Pat Ewing said it was the most important win of his tenure, I think. I mean, of his tenure, it is. I guess. They won at Butler last year, though. I was like, dude, they you, did win you remember Butler. that? Yeah, that's true. I'm like, that was pretty good. <laughs> What's Butler doing? They're probably undefeated. Yeah. Well, they crushed. They, cru- they probably smashed two teams now, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, Butler there played. Butler's winning the league. There you go. Butler running away with it. He's anyway. Uh, um, yeah. Any standouts for you tonight in terms of great guys that – I mean, the stand, I think the standouts for me, and I know Tyshawn's an easy one. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it. Um, we did. I think Martine and Jacob were big ones for me tonight, mainly because I, we haven't seen that yet. Even in practice, it's been – I mean, Martine got off to a really good start, but you, we, we still knew that it wasn't quite there. Um, there was still some limitations. We were just impressed by how quickly he's back to what he looks yeah. like. So. And then he sprained his ankle, and then yeah. his knee swelled up, and – but, I mean, tonight, seven rebounds. It looked like he was going to get it, too. Like, I, I think Mac talked last game or maybe in one, it was of, last one game, of our yeah. chats in practice or something like that where he just felt like Martin wasn't um, committed mentally to going up and get it because he's kind of, like, fearing jumping in a crowd type of deal. Um, tonight, I didn't see any of that fear. I thought he was really tenacious, uh, really going after it, going to get the ball. Um, so, I guess he only had two defensive rebounds. But five on the offensive glass is pretty good. <laughs> For, for a Creighton team, I mean, I should probably look up the last, last, last time one person had five <laughs> offensive boards or the last time that they had ten as a team. I might have to go back to, like, Paul Silas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Jacob only had one board, but I felt like he was active on the glass, especially battling Wesson, giving up, like, 60 pounds at least. Right. Um, I thought he was really good. I liked both of their... The crowd really responds when Everson scores, I'll say that. Like, I, that the roar when he... Uh, knocked down that three pointer. It was like, oh, hello, yeah. welcome, <laughs> welcome, seventeen thousand. Because that they, <laughs> right? He's a fan favorite. There's no doubt about it. So I, I, I was encouraged. By both I actually thought I was encouraged by both of them. That's my, I actually that's thought Avion played a pretty good all around game until about the final four minutes mm-hmm. or so. Because and I thought it was like a dribble, 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 dribble turnover, and then an air ball on a three. The air ball on the three, ill-advised pull up three, and then the. When he lost the ball, he got it stripped from him off his body. Mm-hmm. But like he, um, he had that really strong drive. At, yeah, that was pretty late. Um, but I just thought defensively, he did a pretty good job. It, well, him oh, and, there's no question. Him about and it. Martin yeah. teamed up really well on those uh, hard edges. That. Oh my yeah. goodness, they that's got, as hard as I've seen Creighton affect a dribble. Yeah, um, and then the trap there, the aggressive yeah, trap that they yeah. had, like that could that could be something that they can use going forward mm-hmm. uh, defensively to maybe kind of generate some energy the way that, the way they did at the start of the second half. Yeah. Uh, but I just, yeah, I just thought he was in the right spot a lot defensively and guarded the, guard the ball well. Like, didn't allow mm-hmm. his man to get to the spot that he wanted to get to. I don't I don't remember him being matched up much on Keyshawn Woods, but I could be wrong. Maybe, yeah. maybe Keyshawn got a couple on him. But I thought... Um, he did mention the stunt, the late stunt yep, late. that's what I'm saying. Like, that was his laps. But offensively, he, he, he had made a couple miscues, one, and then, yeah, yeah the, the stunt, it was like... I think it's good to see him own his errors so far this season. Because, um, you know, some guys try to, like, if they play poorly, they'll try to, like, try to take some positives away from it to build themselves up going forward. Um, but I think a good sign of a leader is someone who can at least assess his own faults yeah. in front of other players and... And in front of the media, in front of people, you know, like, talk about it and say, I need to do better. Um, But now he's got to... We go back to Maurice Watson. Maurice Watson was an incredible leader. The team followed him to the, you know, ends of the earth. And he was always like that. He would always assess himself um, to the point where if he tried if he had, like, seven turnovers, he would say that's unacceptable and type of thing. So Davion's been a guy so far um, that has kind of been um, 
a pretty honest self-critic, and I think that's a good sign for him going forward. No doubt. Because he did show good things tonight, and I think he he could have you know thought he played well, um, but he highlighted some of the things he didn't. Because that's well. what it mattered. I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was I thought he was really good until the final three minutes, mm-hmm. and then he made a couple mistakes on both ends of the floor, and. You know, it, yeah, again, it's good that he acknowledges that. And he obviously is a team-first guy, wants to win. That's what he cares about. I mean, he didn't say – he sat for the final seven minutes of that game. I mean, he's a junior, you know, going – uh, going that seven minutes of the game against ETSU, you know. So, yep. like, he wants to um, – obviously came into this year with a lot of expectations for himself and wants to be a big-time player for this team. And in the second game of the season, he had to sit right at the bench for the final seven minutes. So that could have been a deflating moment for him. Um, he could have handled it in a, in a poor way, but just talking to him after after that game leading up to this game, um, I liked his mentality. But there comes a point when you got to sort of make those plays. Yeah. You know, Stop. The, yeah, where, where the mistakes don't happen anymore. Right. And that's not just a commentary on Daniel Mintz. It's a commentary on no. all those guys. Um, yeah, that's the, pretty much the team as a whole, really. Yeah. Because, like, they do seem to have – a good grasp of where they're deficient and what needs to improve. And I think that they bought into the idea that the coaches have sold to them and, and like, saying that know that we're still building right now mm-hmm. and that we're not – we're going to be a better team in three weeks as long as you buy in. And I think the players are buying in. But, again, it's one thing to say, okay, yeah, we, we like that idea of let's – learn from our mistakes, you actually got to learn from them and yeah. start uh, playing sharper basketball. So we'll You see know, I think deserves that. a little run that we haven't talked about yet this year. Uh, Carter Cashaw had only played eight minutes, but I thought they were pretty good minutes. Um, now they were minus 15 on the plus minus, but... I didn't realize it was that. Uh, but I mean, he different. was... I, I, the full court defense I thought was pretty good. The man-to-man, in your face, you know, make you give it up. Um, that's something that was pretty good from him. And I, I thought he was active on the glass. You know, defle- not necessarily grabbing rebounds, but like deflecting them, keeping one them of those one alive. of those offensive boards should go to him because he tipped one and and got a a second chance opportunity. Yeah, um, I like I like what he shot clock. Tonight. Yeah, so there were some there were some good performances to take away from this. It was just you know the stretches of poor play. Um, when they happened, it was collective. Yeah, it wasn't just you know. And then Tyshawn, for as much as he carried them to get the game back in their hands, um, you know, finishing one for eight, uh, you know, your go-to guy has to be better than that down the stretch. And I think he, you know, and when we talked about acknowledging that, he acknowledged that too for a sophomore to acknowledge that he just missed shots and, you know, shots that he is confident to take. Um, you know, one or two of those goes in. Well, obviously, doesn't have a chance to push the lead out to what it was, and Creighton doesn't have a foul and all that stuff like that. So yeah. That's really the difference. I mean, Creighton, you know, it's funny. I was watching this down the stretch, watching Creighton foul and Ohio State go to the line, and Creighton miss shots. And I, I, in my head, what were you thinking of? What was I thinking of? Were you thinking of the 10-point cap at all um, uh, in terms of the new uh, system they used to evaluate. Oh, that's what you were thinking of? I was thinking of Oh, that. wow. I was, because... The NET. Because, because... It's a good point. Yeah, because Ohio State had a chance, if Creighton had fouled one more time, to win by 11. 
which would have like essentially made it a ten point win. Yeah. And that's the cap, right? Like a fifty point win and you, a ten point win is a ten point well, win. You know what's right? interesting is like and I was like, that's not a ten point you game. You could you could have made the argument that Creighton shouldn't have fouled that last time. Right. Because I was I was making that argument. You were I was watching yeah, I was like, oh the Jays lost my nine, it could have lost my seven. Mm-hmm. And uh that obviously is much I mean, you would think it maybe it, I, I, like, we don't know how we don't, it, we don't know how it evaluates. Right. But, but if it evaluates based on a ten point cap Nine, nine is pretty close to the ten point. It yeah. is, and this yeah. didn't feel like nine. It was, I wonder. I wonder if there's a way within the uh, system to like acknowledge the fact that you know it was a one possession game with three minutes left. I don't know how yeah. the NAT works exactly. The new metric they're going to use that replaces the RPI, but like, it's that's it a really good point. Like games like this, I mean, it you might it essentially it essentially is oh like a one or two point three point game. You know, yeah. nine point. Final doesn't doesn't uh, really show how competitive it was. I feel right, like, right. but that's what it goes in the books. Yeah, because so. I was thinking of that because that's the flaw I'm keep, I keep watching for is the yeah. ten point. How much weight is given to that um, in terms of like the quality of the win? I the guess. metrics yeah. and how the how the uh, how the formulas work. Right. I, you know, I was not thinking about that. I was thinking more about. Uh, Wow, that Creighton really... Or something? No. no, Creighton really... Uh, <laughs> bungled this. <laughs> yeah, they did. They I was had, they had so, chance, they honestly, I was thinking about Seton Hall last year when they were up. I'm or, sorry, why were you doing that? Well, the game last year... Seton, oh, the Seton Hall game, I got you. I thought you were saying, like, Kevin Willard. No, just Seton Hall in general. I was thinking about Isaiah White. What's he up to? Right, like, what is Kadeem Carrington doing? What is he doing? No, no I was yeah, thinking about it? the Seton Hall Creighton game where I think Creighton went scoreless in the final three minutes of that game, and yeah. it was. Or were they up two when they fouled out Desi or fouled out Angel? Yeah, then, either up one or up two, yeah. and with the ball or something like that, and then just did not score for the rest of the uh, rest of the time. That that's what it reminded me of. It's just like ineptitude offensively when it mattered the most. Ineptitude. Okay. You're going hard yeah. on that one. I didn't think it was an aptitude on the stretch. Did you think it was an aptitude? I don't think they got good shots. I love the skip pass to Mitch. That was a good play. Yeah. I thought um, Marcus got a really good look that he could have knocked down. Um, I didn't think any of The only miss I thought of Tyshawn's that was a bad miss was the one over Wesson. Did um, you like... I don't know. It's hard to like really break down every. I mean, yeah. if the shots go in, then it's never like, oh well, that was really good execution. They the didn't ones, go in, the, so. the ones I'll, I'll critique are the early ones because they had those executed perfectly and just didn't finish for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, I they, mean, they missed the front end. Or I like, was watching that thinking that was the ball game right then and there. Right. I seriously was. Even then, when they were up ten to two, I was like, they've left so many points at the rim. Yeah, you, know, you can't do that. But it went miss front end of the one on one when you're up one. Yeah. Ohio State hits a three, they're up two. Yeah. Tyshawn misses a jump shot. Ohio State hits another shot in the paint, they're up four. Turnover. Mm-hmm. Another, uh, another shot, they're up six. Missed pull up three by Davion. Mm-hmm. Air ball. Like that, that four possession stretch there. Two missed jumpers, a missed front end, turnover. You know, that's. You don't want that. No. Yeah, I agree. It's a pretty good breakdown of it. Um, I guess, again, it, it looks a lot different if the jump shots go in, but yeah, they were they were contested jump shots. I think if, if I were Ohio State, I would feel like, oh, okay, that, 
if you hit that, hats off. But of all the things that you were doing to us before, if that's what we give up, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Chris Holman said they changed their ball screen coverage a little bit. What are they doing? They just I, switching? I mean, I don't know. I need to go back I, and watch. I think they were I just switching were because different. that, like, my my thing, because they got Martine on a mismatch um, on the play that they skipped it to Mitch Ballack. Okay. Like, you know, ball screen up high, and Martine rolls to the rim, and then he has, suddenly has a guard on him. And they're kind of passing around the perimeter trying to find an angle to get him in, get a get a pass into Martine because he's got a mismatch. Um, and that's what allowed, because the defense kind of sucked in on Martine when he mm-hmm. was getting positioned, and that's what allowed the skip to find Mitch, who was open. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it was. But that skip was there in the first half, too, because Martine got it out to Damien, I think, in the first half. Yeah. So it was still there. I don't well, know I think it's like... Is it only on the front end of the I, My thought is just like, yeah, I think just the front end of the okay, ball screen okay, coverage, okay. I'm thinking. Just like they switched everything. Okay. I'm guessing that's what it was. Yeah, I, I wasn't watching and, closely yeah, enough. I, yeah, I and I don't, honestly, I don't know if that really mattered. It's funny because like a lot of times people will come watch this game or they'll see this. Oh, Creighton was up four with three minutes left and lost. Like That's Chris Holman, out coach. Greg McDermott down the stretch. Oh, right. There's that, that rule, like, seven points or less, right? Yeah, if you lose it, it's on the coach. Yep. This game really felt like it was player-driven at the end. I mean, Chris Holman made the comment, is like, I'm not going to call a set play, or I didn't want to call a set play offensively because Greg knows all my sets. Yeah. Like, we've played so each other so much. So, was out coaching Mac by not coaching <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but then Mac wasn't coaching. He didn't call timeouts, so right. he wasn't calling right. plays. Which which people were mad about. Right, so. but I think that, yeah. that, was, that was this game. It was, yeah, it, you, I agree. You know, it, you, as a coach, sometimes you have to weigh that. There's that fine line of how much do I try to imprint and try to, you know, pick guys up and put them in the right spots. Exactly. And how much do you just let them let them play? Yeah. And you know, hindsight. Well, I think 20, Creighton 20. has always been a team that's, and people criticize Mac for the timeout thing a lot, but Creighton is a team that is like built to just make plays. That's what they within do. the offense. They yeah. allow their players to innovate within the offensive system. So, like when you're in a game like that, you know calling a timeout and drawing something on the board is more likely to lead to a mistake than just letting them play free and play around each other and let the thing sink together, you know what I mean? And that's, that's a recipe for more success. Than and, as, and to Chris Holtman's point, I mean, their staff knows Greg's plays, yeah. his pet plays. Like, if he's trying to get the ball to Tyshawn, his go-to guy, like, they've seen all those plays over the last three or four years when they've tried to get, get it to Marcus. So... Yeah, I mean, I see, I can understand the criticism of like, well, maybe you, you need to just settle down that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a young team that's in the moment after Ohio State goes up four, six, it's 64 60. Yeah. Maybe just call timeout and try to like, because the, the next a, play was you a wanted, turnover. You wanted a quick hitter there, so. Yeah. Yeah. The next play was a turnover. So mm-hmm. maybe that, you know. But again, I think that's hindsight because I think your point's fair that Creighton's offense seems to flow a little bit better when they're just kind of run in motion and trying to create for one another not necessarily um, and th- and that's what it seemed like it was working in that game yeah they weren't running a lot I, I don't remember them running a lot of set plays I thought Tyshawn a lot of Tyshawn I mean even when you look at their assistant turnover ratio a lot of that just tells you right there a lot of the stuff was based on just guys making plays yeah but I thought a lot of Tyshawn stuff was just on like well, look I'm going to take two dribbles to my right and pull up over this dude and knock it down three and right. you know I'm going to get ball into Martin right here because he's open and then you know, we're going to play inside out, and that's how Mitch gets one. That's how Marcus gets one. Like, yeah. I felt like that that was kind of the way it went. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they – now Now that – I mean, now that Creighton kind of has an idea of how these guys are going to 
react in the moment. Maybe they handle it differently mm-hmm. in a close game later in the year. Yeah. Should we get to questions? Yeah, what questions do we got? Um, we'll start with uh, JPAC. Wants to know, are you guys a fan of the automatic sit-down with two first-half fouls as the lead dwindles and is flipped? Um, so obviously that's in reference to Damian Jefferson and Tyshawn Alexander picking up two fouls in the first half. Um, and Creighton's lead going from, what, it go from 12 to 5, 16 to 4? Um, to, to... No, it wasn't that bad. So... When, or, when, no, 16-14, I meant to say, sorry. Yeah, when Damian went out, it was 12-8. to eight. And when Tyshawn went out, it was 14-10. to 10. Crane was up. Okay. So. And that's also when kind of Keyshawn Woods and Dwayne Washington Jr. came in and started banging through yeah. the bench. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Ohio State's bench kind but of Ohio's, gave him a lift. Ohio State was 20-7 to seven yeah. during the eight minutes that Tyshawn sat. He yeah, so in. Tyshawn came in back at 30-21. to 21. Yeah, it was 14-10 um, to 10, Creighton. And then... Okay. Uh, and then, then so it's twenty to yeah. twenty to seven. I think you mentioned that earlier. I did, yeah. yeah, okay. So I'm not a fan. I'm gonna say I'm not a fan of it, but I do understand the rationale from Greg McDermott in that he said he thought the game was being called really tight. And um, I mean, when you look at the foul, some of the fouls that were called, it might have been difficult for a guy like Tyshawn if he got into a situation where there's minimal contact or borderline contact, mm-hmm. they're gonna whistle him for his third. Yeah. Same with you. I mean, you look at. Martin mm-hmm. fouled out on a double foul that was like what, and like I think, which Ohio State player put his arm on a Ohio, on a Creighton guy and oh Tyshawn he put it on Tyshawn um, I think it was the Weston it I think was, was like, Weston Andre Weston there was like he literally sixty just like, feet from the basket and Tyshawn like leaned a little yeah. bit like off of like the force of whatever I don't know like the, the, the air the, conditioning the air, I was thinking like the air from the guy's <laughs> breath like kind of like knocked yeah. Tyshawn up Tyshawn leaned the, the ref was like oh. Yeah. Like, oh, really? So if they're That's, calling that kind of yeah, stuff, you know, like I can I can understand it. I don't want to harp on the rest, but it was. But pretty, I it was pretty tight tonight. Yeah. Generally speaking, though, I I I don't like the idea of sitting a guy because he loses yeah. his rhythm, and uh, and you run, and especially if it's one of your better players, you're 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 in danger of mm-hmm. of having the game's trajectory totally change. My philosophy on it is a little, maybe it's a little outside the box, but I don't know. It's just. And I know referees, are, you know, they call the game based on the rules no matter what. But I feel like they give more leeway to guys that are about to get a third or about to get a fifth. I don't know about that, man. I do. I really think if a guy is like, like a, a guy like Tyshawn, if he's at four, a ref is going to let him make him earn the fifth, in my opinion. If, if in Ty- most cases. If Tyshawn maybe is a senior, like, All-American candidate. You think but- he would just get whistled up like crazy? for? I, I think... I, I think Maybe five minutes. Martin fouled out with a double foul. They called a double foul and fouled the dude out like that. He did. Martin, I thought there were two soft fouls on Martin for sure, offensive fouls. Because I don't understand the first one. I don't remember. I don't half. even remember Luther Muhammad's four fouls. Like I know. Those, like, <laughs> I, I, I think they called him a foul. I called a foul as soon as he like stepped on the court. So yeah. I, I I think that's I agree just with that, you. That's where I'm at. On I that. would agree with you if the guy has some like cachet and okay. has a little bit of a reputation, mm-hmm. um, but. I don't know if any of Creighton guys have earned that. Yeah. I got you. I just think the third foul is where you can afford to, all right, we could probably we need to probably sit him now because we're really risking it. As opposed to the second one where you're just trying to get to the second half, that seems kind of like you're playing to a buzzer. I don't know if that's always the yeah. best thing for a team. I don't, what, um, especially I, if he's hot who like Who came he up was. with that? Who I don't the, know. The, the two fouls I don't is know. like – 
That's the that's the cap. Because it's not even half of what you can earn. You yeah. can earn five. So why is right. it over the cap the one where you're like, all right, well, he's essentially fouled out of the first half, sit him down. Yeah, why would you wait why is two a three? Foul? Yeah, exactly. That's what I would think. The three is my number. Yeah. Because I don't think they'll ever call the fourth in the, in the first half. And again, <laughs> I feel like they won't not, call the... And I feel like they won't call the fifth right away in the second. Well, so I feel like you can play with those third uh, and fifth fouls. I think fouls. I watched that old school game uh, that Houston. That they're old. They're uh, they're playing. What they playing? NC State. And what, though, like the, didn't Clyde Drexler get called for his fourth foul in like the first half, or oh, maybe okay. it was early in the second? He was but that was like to, before I was born, though. So you know what I mean? <laughs> think about far back. You're going back. Right there. Yeah, that's true. It's before I was born too. That was the year before I was born. So like they've changed the rules since I was born. <laughs> Just my slightly. birth. My birth changed it all. So uh, we, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't I, know. It's it is kind of interesting. I want to play guys like, with two. That's what, in the first half. I'm fine with it. Because I think the third one is... Yeah. I think the third one needs maybe, to drop maybe you can Maybe you can really sit do. for a couple minutes, but I don't know. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Um, next question. Bleeds Blue. Do you think uh, the scout by committee is working? I do, actually. Um, actually, I think it's working pretty well. I, I like the, the, the general tone of practices with everybody kind of having a role and every day yeah. and getting guys ready. And I think defensively... I think defensively they've been. Pr- I don't want to say it, knock on wood, but like I think they've been pretty good so far defensively, considering what they lost in Kyrie. I mean, I think except for the, that first game was a little bit in terms of like oh just yeah, being ready for I the mean, challenge. That dude, Cody Webster, yeah, yeah. That was, and also yeah, they botched that for sure. And applying the scouting report, I mean, they they definitely talked about what they needed to do. They just didn't apply yeah. it. But, but I, I think thought, I mean, look at what the what Ohio State did. Like Dwayne Washington Jr. and Keyshawn Woods obviously had great games off the bench, but look at what their starters did. Like. What, eight, six, nine, four, six? None of them, except for Kyle Young, had over five rebounds. Uh, you know, C.J. Jackson turns the ball over five times. Caleb Weston, three turnovers, one assist. I mean, Creighton pretty much handled their starting lineup tonight. So I think in terms of, like, the scouting, I think it's all working so far. And offensively, things are clicking a little bit better game by game. I think you might be able to argue that the offense, um, historically, has been better to start the season than it is at this point. Yeah. So maybe that's falling behind, uh, you know, being sacrificed a little bit for the team defense and how much time know. they spend on the side of the floor. I think, the, I think, I think it's probably too early to tell, but yeah. I liked it That's so what far. I was saying. I, I, I think that's, that's right. Okay. I, um, I do think that one of the things that Coach McDermott said at the start of the year was, like, it's a little bit weird when you're going from, like, a game-to-game thing and you, in terms of prep, and you go to practice, and you can tell which coach has the scout and who doesn't. Like, I think in his mind, he's like, I want to get away from that. Like, okay. I want all my coaches engaged. Yeah. Um, so that way, you know, as players, you don't feel any different. It feels like the same routine. Every, every day. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm still on board with it. Um, I've been under West from my creating account. I've been up, not my creating account. That's this person's creating account. Um I've been underwhelmed by about scoring so far. Were expectations too high for him in that regard? Taking his account, taking his into account, his athleticism ability to create, or has he just got off to a slow start these first two games in first half tonight? Um, I mean, I thought he was defended pretty well. Yeah. I thought he was defended like a weapon tonight. Yeah. I don't think Ohio State gave him much room to catch. Uh, they obviously lost him late to get that three for the four-point lead. Um, yeah, but he's hit big shots this year. One, it's probably no not, in and out. He's hit big shots, I think. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'm worried about Mitch I, yet. I honestly, 
I chatted with Mitch at the start of the season. Like, I kind of get the vibe from him that he's, like, if he's open, he's going to shoot. I think that's his idea, but that's, I think he sees his role as more than that. Like, he wants to facilitate and create for others and mm-hmm. keep the ball moving and keep the floor spaced well and on defense help communicate and try to be in the right spot. So I think his impact doesn't necessarily, like, he doesn't have to score 14 tonight for this team to be successful, but he does need to get more than two. Yeah, no question. So I think I think it's just something we got to keep watching. But Ohio think. State definitely defended him well. Mm-hmm. They just stayed attached to him and, and made sure that they, except for that, I obviously the one that they lost him at the end of the game. Agreed. I don't think he had a turnover. Did he have three assists, zero turnovers? Yeah. Three assists, zero turnovers, one steal, had three rebounds. What's his? Thirty-one uh, minutes. What I mean, he's probably the the team in assists, right? Mitches. Um, he is. Good call. Nine. Nine assists, five turnovers, three steals this year. So that's pretty good. He could he be should a, be forty percent from three on fifteen attempts. He could so be. He good. could be even have an even better. Yeah. So, so here's Mitch, so yeah. Like let's just talk about these struggles real quick. This is a sophomore, so he's averaging nine point three points. He's leading the team in assists. Um, he's second in steals, and he's shooting forty percent from three on fifteen attempts. I think that's. I mean. You're okay with that? Yeah, for a sophomore. And for a guy who's not necessarily like a guy who create his own, and I don't know what you thought, but I just never, I never really thought he was going to be like. I didn't think he was going to be the leading scorer for this team. Yeah, but I thought I didn't it, either. I thought around maybe. I 11. still think he'll hit a. I still think I'm taking the over on two career games with seven plus threes, though. He's going to get hot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like one of those guys is going to be streaky. I do wonder, can they run more sets for him? They weren't oh, running a lot of. They weren't running a lot of sets true. tonight. So maybe uh, I think that's one of those things where like if he gets a game where he knocks down two or three in the first half, yeah. you start to see like them run some stuff for him to get him even more. So it didn't feel like tonight was a night that they were running a lot of plays, but no, um, that might be something to think about. Yeah, um, this one's from Michael Post. Uh, is it time to abandon the pick and roll lob play? Seems like it's about fifty fifty turnover ratio. No, I actually think it's. I actually think it was working better tonight than it has all year, and they're really close to kind of being locked in on that. You can't get rid of it because teams teams are game planning for it, so it's up to the players to read it the right way right. and make the right And I think decision. it opens up that other half of the floor yep. big time. The corners are so wide open if there's a guy there. Teams are so, teams are so feel, fearful of that yeah. play. Yeah. Um, and even when they do try to take it away, that you can still – get it at times. Mm-hmm. They just got to be better at it. Agreed. This is from Schmitty. Did Froling get hurt or Max just going with experienced guys? Um, I don't even know if it's experienced guys. I think just Martin and uh, they just were playing Jacob better. Were playing better. Yeah. yeah. I think Sam had three turnovers in the first half, right? Yeah, three turnovers in nine minutes and he missed that uh, layup. So yeah, he wasn't and you know, no rebounds. So I mean, he got an opportunity. Nine minutes. Just probably that's Jacob honestly, and Martin that were better. It honestly, might be how it goes. Yeah, I like, think so too. All yeah. year, or at least early on, maybe these next couple weeks, that's how it goes for guys. It's like, well, if they don't have it, they just don't play. Yeah. Agreed. Especially if somebody else has it, like Martin. Yeah, Martin and, and Jacob both look like they were no doubt um, closer to being back to their old selves, and so I think that's probably why they went with them. 
Um, we got another falling question, another Mitch question, um, another falling question. Let's see. What's this one about? This one's about Sam too. We talked about it. Um, this one's from possibly a bot. E four two three. Two three five zero zero. Just read it how first many, in your many, head before you read it out loud. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay. How many it's E's like, were there? Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's a, I feel like you can go more creative than E one, E four. He tried a lot, um, or she. Uh, any chance? Or it? We, or it? That's right. That's right. Bot. That's yeah. Right, sorry. So here we go, Mister Bot. Your question is: Any chance Mac pulls the plug on starting mints? How many times? Oh, this is rough. How many times does he have to be outplayed by a freshman before Mac realizes it? Tyshawn last year and Zagorowski this year. I feel, I thought Davion was pretty good tonight. So I know I, I know there's gonna be like some well you can some memory that. like some big time plays where he that, that he didn't end. play well at yeah that'll stand out as yeah. like blunders. But I thought he played well overall. I thought defensively and offensively. Man, I thought defensively solid. he was really good. I so I, I'm eager to come I mean, he'll go back CJ, and watch it. One two for nine five turnovers. That's yeah. Davion right there. Yeah, you know Marcus helped out, but. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a little tickle. Um, there's also some things like Marcus can play point and Davion can play off of him. They did like, that I don't, a lot. Yeah, yeah they did I don't think Davion is like a guy who needs to be like riding pine right now. I think he's yeah. coming along. I do. He's th- that that decision making thing. I think he's still kind of working through that of like, <coughs> and maybe he found a little bit more, better groove tonight. But he is actually really good going downhill mm-hmm. in transition, and but there are times when he gets himself into trouble doing. There was that. a bad one in the first half, yeah. but he also had a really good one in the second half. Well, so like that's the thing. Yeah, you know I mean? again, he's trying to work through it. He's trying to find the balance of when to be that guy and when to be the other. I think player. you like, honestly, I really think that you can live with that if he, as long as it doesn't happen. Like if he does, if he has won a game where where he's kind of maybe pushing the pedal to the metal too hard. Because most likely, if he does it two other times, it's, it's a bucket. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to give you this next one. What's up with our front court? What is up with the front court? I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I thought two-thirds of the front court was good tonight. Good enough. I thought Martin felt good I mean, enough. I mean, seven rebounds from Martin was good. Yeah, I mean. There's like five offensive. We think that would like, be a Creighton record. We, we, we just checked right. it. But. <laughs> Under McDermott. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. I think five offensive rebounds is impressive. I mean, two blocks. I think, like, maybe him getting him going offensively might have been something that, again, he had some opportunities and they they were running that ball screen. Mm-hmm. Action with him and <coughs> kind of find him at times. But. I think they're coming along though. I do. Yeah. Considering how much time they've both missed, Martin and Jacob specifically, I think. Uh, I'm just talking to Jacob tonight. He seems like really upbeat, Does you he? know. And so that's like a total 180 from like three weeks ago. Yeah, like kind of like ago. when he was kind of down in the dumps and feeling like he's losing his, you know, losing a season here, um, just on playing time. So yeah, I feel like he's got an opportunity to step up, and I think he did it tonight. So, one of the things I, I thought that I thought that Creighton might struggle with its post defense, but the, mm-hmm. they really, man, they stepped up in that aspect. Now they had some help because they brought a double on Wesson, yeah. but like, like maybe four buckets on post touches to, or like four four points on both. Like it, it was minimal how much. Um, production Ohio State got out of the post. Oh, yeah, none. And, and that's, that's a team, like, when I was watching the Buckeyes play, like, they 
they were running offense through their bigs. Yep. On the block, and I thought that was a major concern. And I thought because I thought ETSU got some things through its bigs in a one-on-one situation in the post that left me concerned for what Ohio State could do to Creighton. But I thought. Um, I mean, Weston had, Weston had three rebounds and three turnovers tonight. I thought Creighton's front court like stood up to the challenge. Yeah, I did and, too. Which I mean, and the guards helped out too because they were. That's you know, the strategy idea. was to, you know, come down and dig and help those bigs yeah. out. So I thought that was pretty effective. Um, this is our last question from Katie Hyder, KD Hyder, not KD Hyder. Um, at what point do we actually get to start blaming McDermott? For our poor performances, or will that forever be taboo? Uh, I mean, I don't think. I don't know if Mac is like blameless one hundred percent of the time, uh, just in terms of finding reasons for certain losses. But uh, like in terms of like the pressure he feels, maybe from Rass or whatever, to be to take it to the next step. But um, I don't think tonight was necessarily. A coaching thing. Yeah, I guess that. I think too, I thought again. I, I, thought, start, I thought they were executing the things they wanted to yeah. do well. They just didn't finish a lot. I mean, of the I times. think if I see an instance when I feel like a coaching decision doesn't work, like I'm fine with with pointing that out sure. and pointing the finger at Coach McDermott. And, and but I just tonight didn't feel like yeah, that was it. Felt like one of those. First thing that comes to mind is George, uh, Villanova at Villanova last year when they tried to play a zone against the Wildcats, and maybe you could make an argument that man wouldn't have worked either, but, like, I think that, that clearly didn't yeah, work. I think I mean, Max that's, said that wasn't Right. <laughs> like, that's on Mac. Right, like, they right. made that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Because, like, at some point, it is up to the players to make the plays yeah, at the end. I mean, yeah. Chris Holton was like, players win games. Players win games. Yeah, I mean, he was taking credit for the win. Yeah, so he was yeah. like, it's not on me. It's not on me. It's, <laughs> exactly. it's all on my players. Mm-hmm. Um but there is something to be said for, like, I mean, that's why you practice and that's why you go to the film room. Like, you're training them to be to sure. deliver in that moment. So if they don't, so if, they don't if, if they repeatedly they, mm-hmm. they're not able to execute down the stretch, even if it's not about, like, an X's and O's play call here or there, right. you know, there's something that's obviously not working in terms of the way you're preparing them for the, those moments. So. Um, I just don't know. I, guess, I don't know how much of tonight. When you when I'm look when I'm gonna look back at the things that I think cost Creighton this win, I don't know if I'm gonna find a way to say coaching was one of them. Because I think we're gonna go to front ends of free throws. I think we're gonna go to turnovers. Yeah. In the first half, and I think I'm gonna go back to um, all the plays they had at the rim in the first half that they didn't finish that weren't contested by Ohio State. And I'm also, which to me makes it look like yeah. the play was executed properly. Ohio State was fooled by it and it just didn't get finished. Yeah. That to me is not coaching. That and I'm also is, just gonna give credit to Ohio State because they had a couple. That just made some big time. Oh, for sure. I mean, Washington and Woods in the first half. I thought they were going to miss all night. <laughs> I mean, they were. They were hit a couple. Yeah, Washington a couple. I think I feel like all Washington's threes. No, one was he was open for one of them, but the other two he was. It was a pretty good contest. I know that one of them they were late getting on him, but and Woods they held the four points in the second half, right? But he had think? but he had two assists in the final. He did two minutes. That That's was true. Eight. So yeah, Woods was two for six, and so like here's the here's the halftime adjustments everybody's going to look at, right? So Woods and Washington, who killed Creighton in the first half, had eight points on three of nine shooting in the second half. So I mean, you know, they adjusted. Well, I mean, if you're talking about second half, Creighton was the better team in the second half. Yeah, they were. But I mean, the turnovers were flipped. The assist turnover ratio was flipped. The shooting was better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. 
No, nah, I mean, not tonight, certainly. Maybe ask that question next after loss, the next, next loss, loss and see if it applies. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Keep, keep going at it, maybe, and see if see if we'll we'll be on board with it. But, no, I thought tonight was I thought tonight was a game they could have won, and I don't necessarily know that. I don't think that the coaching staff was the reason it didn't happen. That's our last question. I think I think you could maybe point to the coaching staff for the K-State thing. I think that's fair. Uh, the NCAA tournament? tournament? Yeah, like – Obviously, they, they like there was no secret about what K State was going to do, and the the Jays had no second like plan B. Right. So, I mean, you could argue that that Kansas State's plan B was what they were dealing with too. <laughs> they were dealing with like, Kansas State plan Dean B, Wade, but still, so. yeah, they didn't have Dean Wade in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like so, I, I don't know, and I think we were pretty we we talked for a long time after that game about a yeah, lot. Yeah, I think we were, things, we were but, pretty harsh on a few things after that one. But I thought, I don't know. Uh, I just try to. I don't, I don't think it's ever taboo to criticize a coach that's making millions of dollars. I don't know if that's, you know what I mean? He certainly gets criticized in my timeline, so he probably gets criticized in his own. Yeah, I mean. So I don't think anybody's, like, holding back. No, I've, um, been, I've got no reason to. So, but I just, tonight, just didn't feel like it fit that. Yeah. Fit that mold. No, I agree. I thought created a chance to win it. Blame the players is what I'm saying. Ouch. Mm. I don't know. Is that what I'm saying? That's, kind of, what that's kind of what we're saying. I mean, if I'm not saying it's Mac, I am saying it's them, right? So. Yes, it has to be one or the other. Blame, yeah. you got to blame somebody. Maybe I'll just skip practice tomorrow and not go in in case they are like, why are you blaming me? Let them, come, let them go to the Cayman Islands, get a vacation, come back, happy. Maybe they'll get a couple of wins. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Well, I think that's going to about do it. We've dissected that one all seven different ways, so... Got your questions in. Thanks for tuning in. Um, as always, check out John's work at Omaha.com. Buy a newspaper. Subscribe to um, the website to read all his stuff. What's your deal you got going on right now? Still sports only subscription. Six ninety nine a month. Behind it, make them want to buy it. They do. They should. They this do. is like your sales pitch right here. This is like your A game. Oh. Sales pitch right here. Go ready. Have I got a deal for you? <laughs> Listen up, Creighton fans. <laughs> <laughs> you never believe. <laughs> nah, but it, it does yeah. good work. Check it out. Seven ninety nine or six ninety nine a month. It's not too much. Yeah, for real. John says, like again, skip a lunch. It's like a little sandwich, right. a little sandwich from yeah. like uh, Pickleman's. Johnny Atala from the Mall World Hero here for World Starvation. Matter of fact, I may even make you. Lunch. I'll make you a sandwich. Wow, you're gonna make them sandwiches? Nah, that's, and then, that's, that's a lot of sandwiches, man. Wow. Maybe some PB and J. <laughs> I'm down for that. If you okay. put banana in it. Oh, PB yeah. and J. PB and banana. Guy. Ooh, I like PB. I'm not. I'm not a J. Banana and honey. Why? What's that do? It just adds a little bit of sweetness in there. Really? Have you, you should try it? I think I might. I have never. Yeah. I've never done that before. Ooh. Okay. But so you like peanut butter and banana sandwiches? Yes. Yeah. Like my put, all-time favorite. Just put a little honey on there. I'm telling you that. Might. On the peanut butter and banana? Yes. Wow, that's like peanut that's, butter, banana, and honey. It's like a punch of sweetness. Just. Okay. It might. It might. Be the greatest all thing in the world. Yeah, if you like, if you're into that, I. I so maybe, maybe I can make that for the, for the, for the masses. Um, but yeah, you do <laughs> we'll have a peanut butter, <laughs> peanut butter, banana, and honey like hangout. Oh my god! <laughs> just like have a have a, like a Jay's breakfast day. Yeah. Well, you just, yeah. you'll just make everybody a peanut butter and peanut butter sandwich spread. Yeah, we'll have different options: <laughs> peanut butter and jelly for those exactly. who like that. Yeah. And, Maybe straight peanut A subscribers butter. only chat or whatever. <laughs> Sandwiches. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, yeah, and then check out. Out of control podcast, I think. That's okay. It's uh, 12.01. We can go off the rails All now. All right. 
Um, and then check out our work at White and Blue Review. Always uh, Tom Nemitz, myself, um, Alex Indelar, our podcast, all that stuff. Um, for all of your Creighton coverage, White and Blue Review, Omaha.com, you know where to get it. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We will see you. Gosh, when will we, when will we talk to them again? November 28th, Montana. After th- so happy, th- happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yep. Right? Yeah, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Good. Enjoy the Cayman Islands if you're going down there. Um, you suck because we're not going down there. Are you going down there? I'm not. Damn, neither am I. Yeah. We should try to get on the charter last minute. Maybe they'll take us down there. Yeah, maybe. Just sneak. Yeah. Rock, maybe try to rock, paper, scissors somebody for this spot. Not Martin, though. Have you seen Martin at rock, paper, scissors? Apparently he's un beatable at that game. Interesting. I know. You like that. feels false. <laughs> <laughs> feels like there's more luck involved there yeah. than there would be. I mean, yeah. I mean Eric like, Olson tried it to challenge him on the spot because he heard he was unbeatable yeah. at it and lost immediately. Well, he's so uh, he must like, cheat or something. How how can you? The first. What's what are the odds on the first throw? If you don't, if you never played anymore, like, I guess there's a percentage of how many like how often people throw scissors and rocks. Really. So. I think he beat him with scissors, Martin did. Because Eric went with paper, like a good journalist would. Interesting. So maybe he thought, maybe Martin was thinking he'll go with paper yeah. as a journalist. Snip. One. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Don't play Martin in paper, rock, scissors. <laughs>